Welcome to the Megacast. Welcome to episode 111 of the Megacast. I'm pretty sure we're up to that number. We were discussing before. I think uh, it's who really 111. Cares, mates, to be honest, it's a number. It is. You don't need Triple to put ones. a number on the greatest podcast ever made. Oh, fucking thank you, Timmy. That's a lot coming from you, mate, considering you're new, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> He's not new. He's been but here now, for months. What are you talking about? Now well-worn furniture, unfortunately. Um, I'm joined again tonight by all the three huge, the huge cast, Wilco, Timmy, and Butters. Good evening, fellas. How's it going? Good evening. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to address the elephant in the room. When did Butters become the huge? Um, oh, fucking when he rocked up like seven weeks in a row. I, I, I love how there's I am been like what three or four hosts that have just vanished and we've never given an explanation of where they went. They just <laughs> they're one week. Yeah, I'll be back next mm. week, and then they're just gone. <laughs> it's true. So they just quit like me. Like oh, I'm not doing it this week, and then the next week they're like, oh, I can't really make it this week, and then we're just like, well, okay, you're out. <laughs> Quite obviously, a cut from the but team. How many hosts? Remind me to never well, skip. Had- never skip a week. <laughs> Timmy, who? Well, we what? had yeah, Timmy. Yeah, we had Hutto. Hutto, Joey, and Josh. Yes. And they're all doing well. They're all doing very well. Hutto moved on to bigger and better things. Joey did not. He just moved on. <laughs> <laughs> He's still doing the same shit. He just got too grumpy to be on the podcast anymore. I thought he was a part of the Vexiles um, pro streamer now. Is that not? Yeah, happened? pretty much. Nah, not really. And my brother, Josh, um, he just had... He, his life got busy, busy. So he um, he had to step back. But yeah, that's we got... Um, that's all right. A bit of a rotating, yeah, back with us. rotating car. Got a new Josh in. That's all good. We got a new Josh now. The new the Josh. New, okay. the what new you new for the past Josh. seven days, mate? <laughs> <And> improved. <laughs> Let's not go too far. Do you really want to know what I've been up to the last seven days? Really? Is that what you? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? I see. I see one game there that I'm going to have a gripe about because, like, I see one game there. I'm going to have a gripe about. Okay, it I'm going to leave because I tried to fucking buy this thing, and I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to leave one of them to the end. Um, yeah. We're going to quickly talk about the game that I played on Friday night because I couldn't stream said other game that we're going to talk about in a sec because apparently it didn't release on the day it was supposed to. But um, I ended up calling uh, playing Crackdown 3 um, on Friday night and I had mm. one, one watcher fall asleep. Um, everyone else basically left Discord after I started playing it mm-hmm. and I almost fell asleep on stream and this was 20 minutes in. So Nice. Um, it was, They killed Terry Crews in the first... I don't know two minutes, and I thought, yes. Oh, what a good way to start so this! Wait, 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 wait. So they, they, <laughs> fuck off! They've been advertising Terry Crews yeah. in this game for years, and they kill him off in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, well, they no, didn't kill they, him off. They just kind of died. mortally wounded him. And yeah, and then they, that's then how he, he went from super hu- superhuman to someone oh. who had to level himself up oh, again. He is in the game though. Yeah, okay, I, th- I thought I thought you were like they did a bait and switch, and he's not even. Oh, in the I thought they were going to. I'm like, yes, but you don't even have to be him. He's one of the characters you can select for the game. So if you yeah, don't, okay. don't like him, Fair you don't have to do it. First thing I did was collect an orb, and I went, "Yep, cool." There's an orb, and I collected another orb. Was it a good? Was it a nice looking orb though? Or was it, it was pretty orb? pretty ordinary to be honest? But um, they actually <laughs> had arrows on the wall <laughs> to tell you where to go. Uh, in case you got Six lost. years of content, everyone. Six years of development. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Is there only six? It's got to be more, doesn't it? 2014. I think it's only five. Five. So it would have been in development to get to the announcement in 2014 E3. So yeah, at least six years of development. Yeah, it was six good. years. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, so we we finished the stream after about half an hour and went maybe me maybe not no probably not, and that's the end of Crackdown Three in my life. So um, it happened uh, to a much fanfare. Like Microsoft really put some effort into publicise that this game got released during 
during last week and um yeah considering it's it is like <laughs> it's been one of their flagship titles for six like, years yeah. yeah titles for many many years and it was it used to be like pitted as a console seller and there was no well, actually no the, the, about this the crackdown is a very funny series because as we know it came from you had to purchase it to get the demo or the beta for no there was a mm. beta for halo 2 Everyone went, oh shit! This is actually a good game, and then they have not released a good game since that in the series. Crackdown so. Two was okay. No, it was shit. So um, we move on to Crackdown Three, and oh yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I really, I really want to know what happened in the background. I want that story to come out of of the what happened in that six years of development. Uh, I think it's a turning point. Not fucking for much. It sounds like. <laughs> I think it's um, like it just well, looks like a. 2013 2014 game yeah they um, certainly didn't get Terry Crews in for mocap at all no the, the <laughs> running was terrible like you, you were half floating uh, and taking these weird massive strange steps and like I said there's actual arrows on the wall to say go this way go this way go this way as you climb this building and I'm just like oh my god and then it's six years up. everybody six years <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that fucking happened. hell wow um, I watched some of the best esports I've ever watched in my life. Was another oh thing my that god! Done. How good um, was the Rainbow Six Siege oh, Pro League? Oh, my, oh my god! Yeah, the Invitational was amazing. The the first map in the grand final um, had it was advanced. Um, what did they call it? Butters? No. What? Uh, no. It, it, it was it was overtime. It had it unlimited, was, overtime. No, unlimited, unlimited overtime. Unlimited overtime. So, yeah, so you had to get advantage of two, and it went for 22 rounds before they finally found the winner of the first map. Um, it was like... And a normal, a, normal, a normal game is the first of seven rounds. Yep. And like, yeah, it was... Fuck. It was With, crazy. Yeah, not normal Pro League's first to seven, but like a max of 13 rounds or something. Yep. Yeah. And um, I think at the end of 22 rounds, it was already bigger than most of the other rounds that happened in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, and then and they still had best of five, so they still had technically four maps to go at that stage. Everyone's like, oh my God, this thing will never end. Um, but <laughs> it, it sort of went one-sided after that. But oh my God, some of the best... Two things. Some of the best Rainbow Six I've ever seen and best spectacle of esports I've ever seen. But the best poster child for how gamers should act and should be in Nora Ringo that I've ever seen those mm. guys just were having the most fun in, of their lives their coach is insane in the best possible way <laughs> they're getting their ass kicked and they're still celebrating <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. just the best they yeah. are the best and I really do think I, the, the thing that impresses I don't really watch Rainbow Six Siege yet I want to get in it's, not, it's one of those games that I really want to get into but I just don't have the time investment yet but Nora, I, the one thing I remember at Nora Rango they have one of the coolest fucking emblems I've ever seen in <laughs> yes, an esports yeah, organization yeah, yeah. that thing is awesome and they yeah. have the coolest fucking so dance good. as well yep basically the dance was being done by everyone in the crowd on the grand final even though they weren't even in the grand final like just if they had have been in the grand final that atmosphere in that as thing would have been so good. It was a shame they lost in the semi, but oh. um, yeah, look, those guys are just, they're there to have fun and they're just enjoying it. They they put out a few tweets afterwards when they lost in the semi-final saying, look, we've let you down. We're sorry. We will come back bigger and better, but mate, to they, get they to made they the did. tournament. For me, they made the tournament. When, when they, who were they taking on? It was like, um, they, it was Team uh, Empire in the in the semi. It was no, no. Who the were quarter. they playing in the qualifiers? And they were just uh, screaming Penta. like 
Penta. Yeah, pe- Penta, this is yeah. midnight. So, every one of the elimination days, so day three matches went to overtime three maps, basically. So, mm-hmm. this is midnight. These guys are playing after an 18 or 16 or 18 hours of, of prep and streaming and, and finally getting to play. And these kids won that great, won that game just because they had so much energy. They were screaming it after midnight every single ma- every single point. Yeah. And Panther was just like, oh, "We can't do this anymore. We're stuffed," and <laughs> lost the game. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, it was magic. They, and oh, it yeah. was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And their their coach, honestly, I need to get, <laughs> I need to incorporate his facial expressions into my stream somehow, like in gifs and stuff, because it's just the best. They had a um all star match just before the grand final for all the teams that were out. So they picked uh, East versus West, and mm. um. Walker, which is one, of the, which is the main Noringo guy, was in there. Him and Mags, which is the captain of Fnatic, the Australian team, they were playing mouse. One was playing mouse. One was playing keyboard um, of the one character. Nah. And then, um, <laughs> then the coach was the Nora coach, and he's gone. Nah, we're on match point technical timeout and everyone's like oh shit what's gonna happen here and he subbed out walker and put himself in instead and started playing <laughs> <little> <laughs> kills. Wow. and then That's we had amazing. dev who's the aussie caster was calling that match and he's like oh man we don't have any intel on this guy no one's ever seen him play before and man dev was having an absolute blast over there calling from in front of like i think it was one hundred eighty thousand people watching online mm. uh, and then obviously so many people in in the actual stadium itself so um it was yeah huge can mm-hmm. we can Fuck we just take a second buy this game? Like, can we just take a second to like just give a round of applause to to Dev Marta for being the Australian oh, yeah. representative? Like, like yeah. well done, well done. <laughs> he Did was an absolutely best. outstanding job. Yeah, sat on the an- an- analysis desk uh, basically for the last three days. Um, and yeah, did did an extremely good job, and then got to finally cast that All Stars game. So we had him on the podcast two weeks ago on on Tom Clancy podcast. But we also Fuck Voco, we, we met him at um, <laughs> <laughs> we met him at Pax Oz, and he's just a, him and Cthulhu are some of the best people you're ever going to meet. So yeah, um, they were very friendly people. Shout out to those people. But I guess the topic of the night is the third thing I've been doing, which is Anthem. Well, before we get into Anthem, can I just say that I actually tried to fucking buy Crackdown 3 on the weekend. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I fucking did. Cause it, Were you trying to get free the, with- can you, the, the uh, have you got your receipt award early, are you? Trying to get that out of the way. Well, no, it's with Xbox Game Pass. So I was like, because my Xbox exploded. It blew up. Um, well, it got hit by a lightning strike and blew up like everything on that PowerPoint in the lounge room. Like my TV and everything's dead Ooh. or was dead. And I haven't replaced the Xbox yet. But then someone was like, Oh, it's a Microsoft exclusive. You can play it on PC. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I can too. <laughs> so I logged on to Xbox on my computer mm-hmm. and tried real fucking hard to buy this thing because me being a dumb, I haven't cancelled my Xbox um, <laughs> Live or my... Um, what's the thing where you get games Game with? Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass yet. So they're still active. So I logged on the website and it's like, you, you have this game or uh, you get... you you've received this game with your Xbox Game Pass. Click here to buy now, $99. And I was like, uh, now where's, where's the download button? And there wasn't one. And I just, no matter what I did, it was just like, it was trying to charge me. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I think anyway, you were so actually yeah, the winner I, of the weekend then. You didn't get to play Crackdown 3. You've done really well. Yeah, probably. Probs. But anyway, back to Anthem, because this is the real fucking so, interesting Anthem. beast. Everything about wow. Anthem said, um, all the websites, everything said... Uh, it will launch me and butters were looking this up the day before um the 15th which is early access day it was all saying um midnight in your region 
it'll unlock. <coughs> so I go, okay, cool, no problems, and I'll I'll stream it Friday night. I'll play it, you know, Friday afternoon. And then the boys woke up in the morning, and it, then it's like EA saying, oh, you know, eight thirty in the morning it'll unlock. And then, okay, no problems. And then they put out a tweet saying, sorry for the confusion, the origin thing is um, not right at the moment, and um, it'll release at um well whatever time it ended up being 2 a.m on the saturday morning so a full 26 hours after it was supposed to actually originally release um for starters that's that's the starters um we didn't get day one patch because it's early access uh that's another huge massive issue um well how dare you expect day one patch when technically it's day negative six or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before the, it's the, released i don't know the problem how is to, how to commit suicide 101 <laughs> Yeah, she came so, so, out without yeah. a day one patch. Yeah, so we're still looking at. I've still had the ninety five percent bug. Um, I've had missions that I've finished, completed, and then <laughs> went to go on to the next one. And the only option I had was the one I just finished. Um, so we did the multiple, we did the same mission multiple times, um, a few times, and mm-hmm. um, I lost sound still just randomly <laughs> just that's it that's the end of it um i i do refer to ex guest of the show skill up who actually went to fight by the f- final boss got him down to about 40 percent health game died he went back in was loading up and then got a message saying congratulations you've f- defeated the final boss that's the um end of the mission end of the storyline and he so he's, he still hasn't seen what happens at the, the final boss or the oh, final cutscene. i <laughs> really i I feel sorry for Skillup. He was having a meltdown on Twitter, eh? Like, he yeah. was legitimately having a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. But He's not happy. I was talking to a dev earlier for a different game, and he was telling me that a day one patch can have up to 7,000 bug fixes in it. Yeah. So, yeah, you course, consider yeah. that they pushed out a... You, you pushed out... Like, that they pushed out a game without that day one patch. Like, the amount of bugs and optimization that that day one patch... Like, well, bugs that it fixes and the optimization mm. that it does is staggering. Yeah. yeah, we've spoken to quite a few devs about about what going gold and what day one patches mean for video games. And a lot of the time, going gold is just like, hey, this is look, we had a deadline, and this is this is the deadline. We, we've fixed we've fixed the bugs that are the worst, and we still have a lot to do. And we've got the next you know four weeks, however long it is between game going gold and and day one when it's out to fix the rest of them and, and issue yeah. a day one patch. Mm. Um, so it's it's very interesting to hear that this came out even during early access like realistically it's not uncommon for early accesses to to not really have that big day one patch but at the same time if your game is this like <laughs> if your game is this well, fucking broken the- where people can't even see the final story elements because the game crashes at the final boss fight where they're losing sound and all these other bugs that I'm hearing about I maybe just don't the best part was maybe just don't then- release it he then came back in, so got back into Fort Tarsus, which is the worst place in the world to ever oh, live. Um, oh. He went up to the final um, NPC to have the final conversation with him after the end of the mission, and as that happened, he dropped, lost, had this no sound bug, so he had to sit there and <gasps> watch the whole conversation with that person <laughs> with subtitles on to try and understand what was going on. <laughs> oh my god! Um, what have they done? How have they done this? How, how fuck and then the the end game is you, you get a message saying now can you please go finish this mission which is go do 500 world events go do 500 chests go do 500 this 500 that basically fetch questing type of things for oh, the kind so, of stuff you would expect to see on a side quest yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um 
Look. Jesus. So what you're telling me is Bioshock might like not Bioshock the um Mass the, the most recent Mass Effect Andromeda game, game might actually be better than Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, at this stage it is yes. Honestly, like <laughs> I love this game. I love the gameplay loop of this game. I love being in the in the javelin flying around the world and the world is beautiful and I love being in the world. Everything outside of that's a problem. But there is significant actual grassroots coding problems with this game where the loot you get is never your loot until you actually get out. So remember back when Destiny 2 launched, Perko, and we talked about the engrams and how the engrams dropped. You didn't get anything. You had to go back, and then you actually, actually mm. unlock what you what you dropped. That was such a pain in the ass, yeah, dude. Yeah, and it never made you feel ownership of those said loot that you, you yeah. dropped. You don't get it and go, oh, sick, I'm going to try this out, see how this well, goes th- on the that spot. Was, that, was their, that was their attempt at putting... Well, kind of like kind of like loot boxes in the game because it had that whole yeah. opening sequence. The same thing that fucking loot boxes do, where there's the flashy yeah, lights exactly. when you open an engram and then you get something cool inside it. No one actually gave a fuck, man. Just give me the damn items. So yeah. this I is, kill the boss. I want a rare item. This is exactly what they do. So that this is something they can't really change that easily. So every time you finish a expedition, you go and you've got like fifteen different weapons here, to, and that's what you just got in that thing, and you've got to scroll through and work out what what is good and what is bad. Um, yeah. The fact that you can't change your loadout at all while you're out away from the fort. Actually, the only way you can change your actual loadout is to go in through a whole separate loading screen to a whole separate part of the game. Mm-hmm. And you have to Fuck do that. Off, at, really? Yeah, and, and you yeah, can't access yeah. that during a mission. So, and there is so many. There are so many loading screens. It's out yeah. of control. But see that that bit there that can't be simply just coded out very easily. Like that's that's a fundamental no. part of the game that can't be changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, who think? Who? No. Oh, fuck. Who no approves idea. these ideas? Well, this is the problem. This is almost becoming a trend for Bioware after. Cool, Mass Effect 3, which was a bit rocky. Mass Effect 2 was the high point. You've had the Dragon yeah. Age games, which are, look, apparently one of them was Game of the Year, but yeah. But, I but never liked them, the but last, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Neither. The last two big titles for them have been two majorly bugged or broken games that they've released. Jeez, and can't wait for them to get Jade Empire back up and running. So Fuck with. This is the problem. Like, it's not even... A, like a, They've come out and said that EA hasn't had much to do with it. It's basically they've had right of rain. And you can tell by the way Respawn released Apex <clears throat> that that seems to be the way that EA is sort of treating them at the moment because Respawn and Apex is a great game. But yeah. Bioware, he's got some deep fundamental problems in yeah, the development I think, team. I think, I think a lot of people need to realise that like, as, as much as it is cool to blame EA... Yeah, it's no, not EA's fault weapon. in this. Like, I mean, they might have had a hand in having Look, the game it... rushed out early, but the problem is yeah. that like they didn't make this game; Bioware did, and a studio the pedigree of Bioware should not have released no. a game that's in this mm, state. No, you see, I think I think that's what Wilco's calling into question <clears throat> is the pedigree of Bioware because I don't think that pedigree has been there for the past no, fifteen years. I don't think so either. Um, it's, I mean, name one game that Bioware's released since shit since Mass Effect. Mass Effect one 2, two would be your last one where someone everyone acclaimed it as a really good game. Yep. Yeah. Like if you, if you and if you look back on like the early like the Kotors and the Jade Empires and the early Mass Effects, Bioware could just about do no wrong. Exactly. But I, I, Bioware I, I think, was yeah, a name. I, I agree with Wilco on this. I don't think their pedigree is anything. Yeah, anymore. Knights of the Old Republic. Should, yeah. Like they're they're yeah. Kotor. Yeah, they were fucking amazing. Yeah, like that's their pedigree. And then they released Andromeda, and it, Andromeda was just a mess. Like. 
And well, then, you still go back to Mass Effect 3 where the ending of that was so <laughs> plain and they had to basically rewrite the ending because everyone yeah, just... I was, one of those people that, a new ending. I was one of those people that didn't have a problem with the original Mass Effect 3 ending, though. I, I, mm. in, my, in my opinion, the problem wasn't with the ending. It was the fact that people wanted more from it. And they raged about not getting what they yeah. wanted from it. And I, I like yeah. Yeah. there's a there's a line you've got to draw draw between artistic direction and and like if if that's yeah. the way they wanted the story to go, that's their prerogative. And if you didn't get out what you wanted out of that ending, that's not on Bioware. That's that's your like you didn't get what you wanted. Mm. Um, well, that was also the danger that they. I mean, we we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago where we said you know uh, do, when you read an, when you read a novel and you don't like the ending do you fucking petition to have yeah. the ending changed no you do don't you, do you set the book on fire that's the writer's and, yeah, yeah that's the writer's and I, the author's prerogative to write the story the way yeah, they want however yeah. Bioware being when Bioware released the Mass Effect series they were kind of that was the first real AAA mainstream title that was like a choose your own adventure where yeah. they say you can carry across your character the choices you make actually matter they fucking didn't but anyway yeah. um, the choices you make actually matter so I can understand why people's first venture into the adventure that was the Mass Effect universe didn't end the way that they wanted to um, in saying that though I I personally dropped off Mass Effect I always get to the same point in the series I love Mass Effect 1 I get to where you're about to jump through the um the gate in Mass Effect 2 once you've just assembled your team and I'll stop yep. playing yep. I don't know oh, really? why that's I like get the best point. fucking part of the game yeah and I <laughs> always like I, I, I've tried to yep I've tried to finish Mass Effect probably six times over the years I'd say about six times and I always get to that part I, f- I finish assembling my crew in Mass Effect 2 and I'm about to jump through the big gate for the first time maybe about maybe about two thirds of the way through the game and then I go ah, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's, that's I've done bizarre. it every time yeah, done it every time. Bizarre, so. You're broken. That is true. That yeah. is true. <laughs> He's a very bizarre boy. Anyway, we'll move on. Timmy. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, just not dance. a lot. <laughs> just <laughs> just dancing. Playing just dance. Um, I've been playing Boo. Far Cry, which um, pretty much yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying Far Cry. Um, Are you playing if, as Sam Fisher himself? No. If I'm completely honest <laughs> about Far Cry, I feel like it's a test to see if RPG elements work in Far Cry uh, because I don't think it's really necessary like for enemies to have health bars and damage numbers and levels and stuff like that like I don't think it's necessary in Far Cry they're going full Borderlands on it are they where you fucking shoot someone and numbers fly out and shit yeah Yeah. and you have to like certain like if you have grey weapons you can't fight an enemy that's got a blue level and if you've got blue weapons it's a weird choice it it is I think it's a test personally I think it's a test but yeah it would be I yeah I I just don't like I'm really I'm cool with the settlement building I'm cool with the crafting of guns and stuff but I I just don't think that RPG elements are necessary I I think it's I think it's silly Um, and I hope they don't bring it back for the next Far Cry Far Cry was their flagship sort of first person shooter that's what the series and it needs to stay a first person shooter with that that simplicity because you've already got yeah. Assassin's Creed oh, yeah. now being heavily RPG, so oh, massively RPG. That, that game's I, I didn't even Division Two, that. which is heavily RPG. Yeah, well, like exactly. Yeah. To be honest, they need to they need they need to hire good fucking writers for Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry flesh <laughs> out the the villains because that's what's been the drawing point for Far Cry games for me personally for the past few. Or the weird spin-offs like their um, blood, you know, like their blood dragon shit like that. Which like is what this Far one Cry almost needs to be. Felt like it could have been, but it just wasn't. Yeah. So. 
Far Cry needs to be this incredibly written, story-driven, first-person shooter that makes me want to explore the world because I actively give a shit about the world I'm trying to save. Yeah. yeah. Not not a open-world survival RPG where I have to fucking craft things and make sure... I've, nah, nah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. How's, I think how's yeah. the sword That's gun? not a good direction. No, it's all right. It's pretty niche. Like, or not niche, but it's, it's pretty like once you use it, you're like, yeah, cool. I'll just give myself a big fuck off LMG now because firing swords <laughs> is very impractical when you're facing a hundred dudes. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. I I don't know. I just I think it's good. I think it's worth the price tag because it's not a full RRP game, but it's not breaking new ground. Yeah, I don't think it was ever supposed to. I, mm. I always see Far Cry doing the same thing. They go, they release a main game. And then they use that engine to release a small spin-off game. They've been yeah. doing that for the past yeah. three big games. Yeah. So it was what Far Cry, Prime Far Cry was the spin-off one three. Last time. No, then it was I think it was Far Cry three, then Blood Dragon. Yeah, yep. Far Cry four, then Primal. Yeah, Far Cry five, then New Dawn. So we can expect a Far Cry six probably next year, the year after, and yeah. then the same fucking thing to happen. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what this. Maybe, maybe this was their spin-off. Maybe this was their experiment because the past three sort of spin-off off games have been quite out there in terms but of see, what they've gotta, done. You've got to question what the experiment is for. Is is the next Far Cry? Is Far Cry Six going to be heavily RPG now, or is it they're testing it for? another game they've got in the works like the space game that's apparently still in the works but it's not in the works how about this one Wilco what's that the next game will be Far Cry Blood Dragon's aesthetic with a completely made up language with spears and RPG elements (laughs) 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 I'd actually play the fuck out of it to be honest now I'm really honestly because they did that survey all those years ago about where do you want the next setting and dinosaurs want one like it by a landslide oh yeah but then art came out and then dinosaurs were in fucking everything for the next yeah, three years and yeah, could, you imagine, could you imagine like a, a proper Far Cry dinosaur game that'd be fucking insane in an engine like the good. Far Cry engine and, and then yeah. you could actually use the RPG elements because you on oh, yeah maybe but no, it, that still was needs first, it still needs to be a first person shooter at the heart so yeah, um, yeah, I'll also, be, yeah. I've also been playing Anthem well, I can uh, hear your head in your hands when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm an EA game changer, so I'm not supposed like I'm not supposed to say bad things about EA products, but I cannot honestly communicate my disappointment more when you have yeah. a game with such a cool premise, such a um, like one of the most amazingly designed living worlds that I've ever seen. And with a developer with the pedigree of a pedigree of Bioware, and you put a game out that is so fucking dead, like it is yeah. lifeless. It is a lifeless but game. But how about those choices with the NPCs, the left or right choice? <laughs> Just oh, Fort Tarsus is like a dead zone. You could hear a but pin it's so drop. big. That's the problem. And like it's it- so unpopulated. And there's like yeah. oh, you've got to go from one, and, and then you get lost and you can't run. And mm. I would have just preferred one courtyard. Here's all your NPCs. Or hey, a menu system. Hey, I want to go this mission now. Load in, please. That'd be great. And and like, then it just sounds like this game is riddled with like but that's bad design a, some decisions of the, that, that game were phased out to play, like six though. years ago. Some when you play as a javelin, the, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh, the combat loop is amazing. The movement, the movement, and flying around the world is amazing. But then they just these dumb quests that are just like roadblocks in the story like you're like they're like they're like you're progressing in the story here's a, a quest where you have to fucking identify 500 types of flora, like flora and fauna around like it's just oh my god it, 
Wait, is that a, is that an actual fucking no, story it, quest? It's it's not, but okay, it's like good. it's like complete fifty strongholds or something like that. Yeah, like just yeah, the tombs. You get to a point where the the story's actually starting to get good, and you're like, oh, sick! I I got stuck right into the story. I'm like, I'm actually starting to enjoy it now. And then they go, you've got to do these four tombs. You're like, oh, cool! And they talk about challenges. You got to be proven worthy. I'm like, sick! There's going to be a puzzle when I get there. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited about this. You go there and the door comes up and goes, you've been proven unworthy. You need to go do five um, <laughs> world events. You need to go do um, 30, 50 melee attack and, and 60 um, gun kills and like, it's that the, kind it's of stuff. It's the kind of shit that you see in Destiny. Like when you play yeah. Destiny 2 or Destiny 1, that's the kind of shit that is your side quest for an exotic mm. weapon you're trying to collect. Like that yeah. isn't but- a main story quest. But here you go, Pekka, this is the kicker. You, you don't get a list of what you've got to do. You get a door that says, hey, you've got to do these things. As soon as you walk away from that door, there's no way of tracking how you are. Oh, there's no quest, quest tracking on the side or anything? No. Nah. So you've got to physically get go fucked. back to that door from wherever you are on the map and check it again and go, oh, shit, okay, oh, so boys, I have done that. Oh, I can feel this anger coming. Oh. <laughs> you heard these things with World of Warcraft 15 years ago. What are you doing, you dumb fucks? <laughs> like, quest tracking is important, especially when you are expected to go and do things that are going to take hours. Mm-hmm. Where it... Oh, my God. It is just so, like, the... You look at the world, you look at the world in Anthem and you think to yourself, there's a lot for me to do here. And then you realize slowly that there's really not. And it's just the, the it's just skin deep. Like, and that's the really disappointing thing because I'm getting to a point where I am fucking tired of buying video games knowing that they'll be good in six months time. Like, yeah, that, I, that don't shouldn't think, be a thing anymore. I don't think this game can be good in six months' time. This is that was, oh, was going to be my next question. I, so I do a lot of negative I, stuff about this game. Can it be good? Personally, I think <clears throat> that Anthem will be good in six months' time, but it needs a couple of big content drops and some updates. They I need do to change think, some fundamental parts of it. Yeah, I, I do think it will be good in six months, but right now, it, and I'm not going to tell anyone to to not purchase or or purchase a game because that is not my prerogative. Because this is my personal opinion. And my taste is vastly different to other people's. But mm-hmm. for me personally, I don't believe that I would buy this game day one if I had to purchase it. I would wait six months and get it wow. when I know it's better. Like, uh, and but it's so weird. Like, I was looking at my Twitter feed last night and there's a tweet from SkillUp saying, uh, you know, I would really advise against people buying this game. And then I see a tweet from Upper Echelon, which is like, lol, Anthem is shit, lol. And then I like see a tweet from some random guy I don't even follow that's like, oh my God, Anthem is the best game I've ever played. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, where's that disconnect? No, it's not, it's not even a disconnect. It's just like how varied people's tastes are. Mm. And it's just like, like how, like, and, and good for that person. If that person's looking at that game and going, I'm fucking loving this game. Like, good on them. That's so good. I'm glad you found something you enjoy. But it's just yeah, like, I, see, I think a lot of the time we're, we're and this is, this is the hardest part about being. I mean, we, you know, we, we don't we don't work in the industry. We don't get paid for this shit. You know, this is we do this off of our own passion. But I've stated before, we play a lot of video games because we're very passionate about it, and we run this podcast and we run a website. When I actually do anything on the website, and we've been to PAX for years and all this sort of stuff. And you know, we, we're we're lucky enough to have been sent review codes and have done reviews in the past and all that sort of stuff. Very lucky. However, this means that we play a shitload of video games. So maybe to the average person who plays three or four games a year anthem will be the be yeah, all end all yeah. but like to us who man i've played 
I've played fucking 15 open world games in the past 32 seconds, I believe. Fuck, it's <laughs> dumb now. Like, there's so many fucking being released and so and indie, and like I play a lot of indie games where you see all these fresh and new and exciting ideas and then you see these AAA guys who just shit out the same stuff year after year after year. Maybe maybe we're jaded. Yeah, oh, like, I, 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 I believe. Yeah, I believe, like, I personally, I can't look at games like someone who reviews them for a living does because they, they deconstruct a game to a technical level and I don't do that. You know, like, yeah. I, I, they'll see things, bugs, glitches, things that are wrong with the game, and I'll be like, fuck, I never even noticed that. Yeah. But, uh, I, like, they, you look at, like, Fallout 76 is another great, uh, another great example. Like, uh, as a gamer, and this is, this is the problem I also have, is that being a person who has a social following and has a Twitch channel and stuff like that, and is a, a game changer, in a, and he's trying to form these these you know connections with these publishers mm. so that i do get access to these games like i'm not saying what i'm saying to be like just super edgy and critical i'm genuinely disappointed like i am disappointed that fallout 76 was a bad game because i fucking love fallout i'm really yeah. disappointed about anthem being such a bad experience on launch because i I love science fiction. I love Bioware. I love what they did with Mass Effect. And I saw so much promise in this game. And I'm just so disappointed that it's it's such a letdown. Like, mm. this isn't this isn't us just being critical to be edgy. It's us saying, like, fucking give us the game we want. Give us, well, the, it's more, it's more, give it's us something that we can fucking sink our teeth into and play for mm. ages and get a th- and thoroughly enjoy. And it's and it's just like they're like no we're just going to rush stuff out we're just going to rush yeah, it out it's, to make money. I think it's more about us saying oh, we, we just expect better. Like yeah. we've been playing these games for a very long time, they, and, and yeah. EA's been accused. I mean, a couple of years ago there was the whole um, loot box. And like when you have these companies who seem to invest a whole bunch into technologies to bleed more money out of us, and then release games like this, it just pisses us off. Yeah. And, and actually, speaking of which, is this? I'm trying to think now. If I think over the past six months. Has I can't think of a six month period that's had this many disappointing releases in the past like five. Oh to 10 no, years. neither. We've, we've neither. been speaking. Uh, it is. We've been speaking a lot about how a, good it is to play games right now, and yeah. how realistically, like, was it twenty seventeen? Might have been the year that maybe beat two thousand and four. Yeah, I think two thousand eighteen beat two thousand seventeen though. Um, we've, yeah, we've and, been but, in a but now this past six months, I mean, we've had Fallout seventy six, Crackdown three, um, this like Anthem's coming out soon, and it looks like it's not gonna. Is this this might be the most lackluster six months that I can remember. Oh, we've also had some really good games. Yeah, oh, I suppose it depends on where you sit on Red Dead, I guess, as well. We, so, we've no, we've got yeah. stuck. We've gotten stuck in this cycle, this cycle of having to bring out games every year to appease shareholders, yeah. and then when they're half baked and undercooked, like you know, it, it's like we rage about it, and then they go back to the drawing board, and they'll release another game next year that's in the same state, and we'll rage again. Like it's just, it, it's it, we're stuck well, that's, in that's, the cycle. And that's the other problem is, there's just, it, one year is just not enough time to make a good game anymore. Well, no. it, it is, but not not on the scale that they're trying to make. Hmm. Like they just need to scale the fuck back. What nothing like every game doesn't have to be open world. Every game doesn't have to be 120 hours long. Like it just yeah. doesn't, you know, like stop stop that yeah. stop it like, it's like I'm really sometimes... glad that they took the foot off the pedal and said we're not going to release an Assassin's Creed this year yeah like, mm. because yeah. and good because Odyssey is so long you fucking need two years to finish it yeah fuck yeah. I still I mean I, I, I haven't got anywhere near even into that game and I'm yeah. already done with that game yeah. I'm like fuck man I, I, think yeah. saddest, I know this loop I'm not keen on this loop yeah, the saddest like, part of this whole Anthem thing is the fact that as we said before the game loop is really really good like the flying mechanics and the world 
are really good. It's just everything else is such a letdown as mm. well. So mm. it could have been a great game. It could have been anyway. one of those games that took took the world by storm. But and I've also been playing a long time. Yeah, I've been playing Metro Exodus, which is really solid. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. Um, I think it's a nice. It's a. It's a. It feels like a a really solid sequel. And it's, but it's got a little bit of like, it's the game we know, but it's a bit fresh. So I am enjoying Met- yeah. Metro Exodus to me so far has been a pretty, a pretty bit nice surprise. So yeah, definitely enjoying that. Cool. And Pro League too. Yeah, we've already gone Pro for League, that. Yeah. So Butters, you still awake, mate? I am. I am here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let, do, you, do you want to, do you want to skip over your first one? Cause we've spoken enough about yeah. it, but you've been playing Anthem as well. I have been. Uh, yeah. Do pretty- you like it? Is it a good game? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm pretty much everything's been said that needs to be said about that at this point Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Banished what's that? Uh, basically the premise is your X number of people in like the 1700s or whatever you've been banished from your your village so you've got to create your own new one sort of thing it's like a world building type of thing isn't it? yeah world building and whatnot. so it's a nice nice relaxed game that's four or five years ago wasn't it? you've been in this whole getting into the old game stuff it's good yeah, I've been playing, uh, going through some of my my catalog games I haven't played for a while, games I haven't played at all, um, and yeah, I was just playing Banish while I was watching Pro League. Nice, uh, hmm. nice relaxing game, nice that, relaxing week. Yeah, good stuff. How many? Hold on, how many hours did you reckon you watched of Pro League over the week or the Invitational? Uh, I watched over the weekend. At oh, least, week. Yeah, I'm just saying over the weekend I watched at least 24 because I only got up to the platinum for my charm. Okay. Uh, and prior to that, uh, probably, oh, I don't know, because they were like fucking 10 hour days, so. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> mm. a lot. Yeah, I, watch, I think I watched about 22 hours of 23 hours of Pro League, yeah. They're rookie numbers, eh? You yeah, got to get those numbers, get those numbers, numbers up, doing? yeah. What have you been up to, Perka? It looks like you've got enough fucking games here to fill the entire rest of the podcast. Well, <laughs> the interesting part is I've played a lot of these games, but I haven't really played any of them for very long. Um, and most of my weekend was actually spent with my son. You got Jump Force on here. I do. I'll talk about that shortly. Fuck um, so I spent, I spent a lot of my... I had my boy for the entire weekend, which was very, very nice. And when I dropped him back to his mother's house on Sunday, I got home and realized that the NBA All-Star Weekend was starting and Evo Japan was on. So I fucking got riggedy wrecked in my lounge room and fucking watched the Tekken 7 Top 8 and then the Street Fighter Top 8. And I finished a bottle and a bit of whiskey and I remember the Tekken 7 Top 8. Don't remember a damn thing from the Street Fighter Top 8. Nice. Um, but it was it was to very be fair, it was, that it was probably amazing. might not have been the alcohol though. Because there is Street Fighter. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, but the Tekken 7 Top 8 was fucking outrageous like it started so if, you, if you're a fighting game fan Nii and Saint are the two names in Tekken 7 that are they're considered like gods of the game um, and Nii didn't even make the top 8 and Saint got knocked out real early and the dude who won it it was like one of his first tournaments and he was a Pakistani kid and it was just everything was just like from the start one of the commentators was saying I think he's going to win it like right at the start of the top 8 he's like we've been watching this this whole tournament he's fucking untouchable no one can beat him I think he's going to win the whole thing and man there was some insane <laughs> matches it was very very good and yeah he did oh, it was yeah it was it was it was fucking really really cool to watch um, and the NBA uh, All-Star Weekend was on so I watched that 
and um, that was really great as well. But as as far as games go, have you um, had time for all these games? I haven't really. I played the, the I played Apex Legends like last night for a tiny bit for about an hour and a half. Um, I played New Gundam Breaker three for about fifteen minutes. So I tried to get back into Kingdom Hearts three and put more into that. I played that for about fifteen minutes. I played Guardian to three for about an hour one night. I played and and then yeah I got Jump Force and Metro as well. Um, I've been trying to find time to game and and even edit last week's podcast because that's still not fucking up yet. But I just I've been working a lot and just very busy. But interestingly enough, I walked in um uh I've been seeing a lovely girl called Kate for quite some time now, and um I walked into EB Games on the weekend and I was sort of I had these two games and I was gonna I was gonna purchase them, um both Jump Force and Metro, and. I sort of turned around to look at Seth because we were with Seth and Kate whipped her cut out and bought them both for me. So that was really nice of her. Oh, um, that's jumped sweet. Us. Yeah, it was. I was. I was very. Yeah, I was very stoked. But you should Jump actually Force and Metro. like her buying Jump Force for you. Though you should probably just break up. With her. <laughs> yeah, well, she made it up with Metro, so you know. Yeah, well, yeah, to, they to balance each other out. Look, yeah. yeah. I was always keen on Jump Force. I wasn't keen on it being a 3D arena fighter, but I'm a. I'm. A, I am a weeb, and there are a lot of ca- the, the character roster in that game is it's it's a dream come true for me like the fact that i can be you know jotaro from you know jojo's bizarre adventure and punch naruto in the face is just like oh, i love that shit man that's so fucking good and um you know so it's been and, getting and, like, banned though apparently review wise it's been getting like fucking yeah no nah, nah, it's it's not look as as far as I, I, i'm not gonna sit here and beat around the bush it's not a good game nah. um but I'm I'm really enjoying it because I'm a massive anime fan and there's nothing else like this out there at the moment. Like, J-Stars uh, J was kind of like this, but the, the fighting wasn't as solid. And that's saying a lot because the fighting in this isn't that solid. Um, <laughs> but look, it's just it's just, it, it's just fun. It's just, a, it, it's kind of a palate cleanser for me um, while I skirt around the edges of these other 100 plus hour games that I've got sitting on this list that I need to complete. Mm. Um also been playing Metro Exodus. Pleasantly surprised by that. It is. It like, is a really, really well constructed game, eh? Like, yeah, it is. You just and have, how far have you gotten in? Have you got to the part where you're in? You get to the open world areas yet? Uh, where you can sort of it's the open world missions. Yeah. I'm up to the part where, where the train I've breaks gone, down. I've, yeah, the train yeah. breaks down. I've yeah. gotten in the boat. I've gone to the church, and there's those creepy motherfuckers in there. Um, yeah, that's that. That's me. That, that whole section there is just brilliant. I think it's just yeah, so that's very, well very paced good. and just and a lot good. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm enjoying that greatly. I do. It's interesting though because I know these are based on novels, um, and they're quite famous novels, from what I understand. And from what I remember from Metro One and Two, or Metro and then Metro Last Light, I think it was called or some shit. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, they undo all of the urgency from those two games in the first couple of minutes of this one. Because from what I understand in Metro 1 and 2, the world is pretty much ended through like through nuclear fallout yeah. and you're trapped in a Metro and everyone's sort of half gone crazy and there's creatures everywhere and you can't go up to the surface for very long and you're like the only survivors of the human race. And then like- Well, in the you first, think you're the only survivors. Yeah, you That's think it. you are. Yeah, yeah. And not really a spoiler because like it's in the first couple minutes of the game. Real quick, you find out they're like, oh, oh no, nah, bro, there's tons of humans out there. We've just been lying to you. Yeah, Here, let's go explore the world. And you're like, well, that 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 kind of real fucks over the first two yeah, games. It's real quick. it's very di- <laughs> it's very dialogue heavy as well. Like, I noticed yeah. that when there's heaps of characters talking on on screen at the one time, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, all of you just shut mm. the fuck up. 
And apparently you can put the game in Russian and put English subtitles on it and that fixes it. So it makes it easier to bear. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really, his wife is fucking annoying me too, by the way. Oh, and can, can, I just, can I just say as well, Metro is the game that Fallout should have been. Yeah. Oh nah. God, yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Um, and I've been still been playing Hollow Knight because they announced the sequel, which I'm really stoked oh, about. Nice. Yeah, I was about to um, say, that's not in the news, but yeah, uh, they basically turned the last DLC into a sequel. So congratulations. Yeah, guys. and that's if good. you watch if you watch the um the trailer for it, it looks up, it looks really fucking good. Like it, it looks like it's going to be great. Um, Hollow, if you haven't played Hollow Knight and you like Metroidvania games, it this is a, this is probably the best one in the last ten years. I'd say it's fucking fantastic. The controls are tight as shit. The combat is great, and the new one that's coming out looks to be incredible. I'm not 10, I'm 32, you bastards. Um, <laughs> and I picked up Dragon's Crown, which is... I've put, the, I've put the link in the description there. Dragon's Crown is like a... If any if there's any old school gamers out there who remember games like Golden Axe and shit like that from yep. like old Sega days mm-hmm. um, and early Double Dragon games, this is a... This was originally out on PS3 and it was an import by Atlas and they've remastered it and re-released it and it's got one of the coolest fucking cases I've ever seen it's out of print if you can find yourself a copy do it it's currently 36 bucks at EB Games and it's usually like $90 um, so it could be rare one day and it's like an old school side scroller kind of like Golden Axe but it's fucking multiplayer online with your friends so me and a, me and three mates have picked up four copies and we're going to play through this and I think that's going to be a lot of old school fun and I fucking can't wait for that um, I'm very excited to play through that with a couple of mates um very very cool but that's about it that's about it um let's do this this is the fucking news are we done excellent Uh, we'll catch you all next week (laughs) (laughs) fuck off we'll go oh god there's some news uh (laughs) uh nintendo did a thing i'm skipping the first three you bastards nintendo did a thing um yeah, they that's what it, a like, few things. Like Tetris Effect was such a massive success that they were like, let's just yes. fucking make a BR, and it's just the best ever thing ever. Like, <laughs> is, it good? is it worth getting? I, yeah, it's, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot free, of fun. isn't it? As long as you got the online component, hmm. I think it's a lot of fun. I kind of want it. Hey, I reckon you should get it. But Tetris I kind of feel like there's only two kinds of people way, are going to play that game because <laughs> it's Tetris, right? So when it comes to Tetris. There's people who are like, oh, Tetris, that's cute. I'll jump on and check it out and don't really want to play it. And then there's people who've been playing nothing but Tetris since 1972. <laughs> and they are now like mathematical geniuses. So I kind of feel like if I go and, and look at Tetris these days, I'll see the person that I can probably beat because they're as spanner as me. And then I'll just get absolutely annihilated about two months into it because the only people left playing this fucking game are going to be the people who've played nothing but Tetris for the past 30 years of their lives. <laughs> Yep. Oh, um, apparently Scalebound may be getting revived as a Switch exclusive. Oh. Ooh, that's interesting. Scalebound. Mm, that's interesting. Was that one that Xbox were? Yeah, that was the Xbox original. Like the they announced yeah. that next to Crackdown Three. Yay! Mm. Yeah, they did too. And Fuck. the Fable, the Fable, whatever it was, Legends or whatever it was. Yep. Oh, Peter Molyneux. Fuck, mate. Yeah, Fair guys, on dry, I one. met him one time, and after I met him and walked away from him, I was like, that dude is on drugs. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, there's that. no way that someone like that is not high. <laughs> but yeah. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the best company in the world. Let's talk about the one that's all about the gamers, that's not about the shareholders, that's not about the profits. 
and just wants everyone to be happy. Let's talk about Activision. The, oh, fuck. Because the sad thing is, I was actually, I actually had like a couple of different publishers in my head then. And I was like, <laughs> which ones are going for? And it's Activision. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm yep, with you now. With you. I can't, I can't say this strongly enough. I honestly can't. Activision is the sole reason that the video game industry is the dumpster fire that it is at the moment. Really? They kicked off the trends. They started it all. And they're fucking to blame for how it is. Like, I am... After reading what's happened, like, the fallout from what has happened in the last two weeks with the layoffs at Activision, like, I have never fucking hated a company more than I do right now. And I went back and I looked through about 10 years worth of quotes from Bobby Kotick, and that guy is a piece of shit. Like, he's honestly a a piece of shit. Like, this is the guy that said... I want to take the fun out of making video games. Like, what? Who would want to work for a company that that would? Hey, really quickly, Timmy, can you just tell us how you really feel about yeah. Activision? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, think it's coming across, mate. Let's, let's say, break it down. Let's break it down, place, right? Eight hundred people lost their jobs last week. Yeah. The CEO of Activision earns thirty million dollars a year. That is three hundred times the average salary of a games developer in mm-hmm. in the US. Some guy gets a $15 million sign-on bonus before, like, to move... He, like, okay, this is essentially... He's in the same fucking company, right? Yeah. He moves from one position to another, and they give him $15 million. And then fire fucking... Which is 150 million. times the, the, the wage of a standard, you know, uh, video uh, de- developer, like, employee salary, whatever. Like... To move from one spot in the company to the other. And everyone's going to be like, but it's tied up in stock. It doesn't fucking matter. You have to write that money off your, off your profit margin. Like... Mm-hmm. I, See, but the, the best part It actually makes this- my fucking head hurt. Like, how... Sh- well, that's... Oh. The problem is there's no positive way to spin it. Like, this is just a scumbag move from a company that's proving themselves to be a scumbag company. And it's just not... Like, there's nothing... There's nothing you can say that's good about this. There's no redeeming qualities about it. The fact of the matter is, is that... While the rich get richer yeah. by literally moving positions in a company and spitting out these games, the people that actually make the games for them and have made them popular are suffering. Let's let's and that's fucked. let's look at it now. Okay, so Assassin's Creed turned into a yearly franchise, right? Where did that come from? Fucking Call of Duty, fucking Guitar Hero, fucking whatever else shit they brought out on a yearly cycle mm. Activision started that trend of yearly of yearly games and they've continued it on because that was out that was yearly for a while and wasn't the, it the was only EA. Yeah, EA did the same thing followed suit with that like <sighs> yeah I, the I biggest just, the biggest problem with the situation was they had their earnings call they came out and they said yeah we're rich as congratulations fuck, shareholders we just had the best year on record we're announcing record profits and we're laying off 8% of our workforce like Wow, how out of touch can you be as well, a company? I mean, the problem is the problem is they're not they're out of touch with us. They're not out of touch with their shareholders, and therein lies the problem. It's there is no responsibility to us. The responsibility is to the shareholders, and all they see is the bottom dollar, and that's that's the scary part. And we said what I think it's one a couple of years in a row. I think a few years ago we started saying bring um, the corporate the corporate shit, leave it out of our video games. It won our it yeah. won our just stop award when we first started the mega cast yeah, the probably first three time. years ago yeah. and the, mm. it won the award that you were like take the corporate shit out of video games stop with all this fucking money grubbing shit stop with the loot boxes stop trying to bleed money out of your gamers stop with these publishers making bad decisions and pushing it on developers that are trying to do the good thing 
and it's just getting wet. But I do, I do feel like some sort of reckoning is coming for these companies. I really, really do. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Like everyone, like EA cops a lot of bad press about their loot boxes and they're well-deserved. Yeah. But fucking Activision seem to have gotten off the hook pretty... Like, like when it comes to loot boxes, some of their loot boxes, like, like, like Guitar Hero originally with its microtransactions yeah. for its songs. Um, like as far as like our loot boxes in Overwatch, you know, like it just... They've they've been just as egregious as other companies, but for some reason they've flown under the radar. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm never buying an Activision game again at the moment. But um, the best part of this whole story was when Ubisoft had their earnings call just the other day, and basically the headline out of it was Ubisoft announces record profits and doesn't lay off 800 people. <laughs> yeah, I fucking saw that. That was so good. <laughs> and I've talked I've talked to a couple of people that work at Ubisoft, and the and the one thing that they've said to me is, you know, yeah, sometimes they feel like they're under the pump when it comes to their workloads but they work for a company that actually makes them feel like they're a part of that company yeah. because the the like it, it seems very much so at Ubisoft that the concept is it's about building a, a team of people that just gets better the more they do yep it's not like the, the problem but see this is a very like, different Ubisoft to what we yeah. saw sort of six or seven years ago but as soon as Vivendi started sniffing around and they yeah. were dead for all rights when Vivendi came yeah crashing at the door and they basically did a campaign of our staff or our area uh, and our community is, is the other two things that are so important to us and from that they basically fought off the Vendi and they're keeping that going which is the upside to it but I mean, yeah. but I mean yeah. 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 Activision I, mean, I, I remember Activision used to be one of the Saints video games they, they did the Tony Hawk series man they used to listen so heavily to fucking and look how good that ended well, up no it end, ended but like during during its heyday it was Mate, it was the shit. Like when Activision, probably in the early to mid two thousands, man, they they did well, and then money got involved. And I don't but know exactly how it they happened. They got but- every game that was going well, and they turned it into as mm. push, push it out as quick as they could mm. until the thing went under, and then they moved on to the next thing. They yeah, don't so have IP anymore. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. The, yeah, the problem is Bobby Kotick's mentality as well. Like he. He, he, you, you go back and look over like his transcripts from his earnings calls over the last yeah. ten years, and there's a there is one theme that resonates through all of it, and that is how do we turn this into a yearly franchise? How do we milk it for money, and how do we return make maximum return for the shareholders? Because this guy, this guy is a businessman yep. that is running a company that that is supposed to deliver fun. And the two ideals just do not line up. Oh, you can monetize fun, but as long as you is as long as the fun takes the forefront. It, I've got no problem. Yeah, with, I've got yeah. no problem with publishers and developers making money off fun when the fun was always the four the four point of the yeah. of the endeavor and, in the first place. You know, and when, I when think you try to manufacture of, fun yeah. through making money, it doesn't work. A lot of developers and publishers now, I think, are coming around to the idea and realization that you know, like people would rather something that was well designed and well like you know well put together in a video game that gives them like a lot of longevity to play over something that's rushed out every year you know who I think is single handedly doing that Sony CD Projekt Red Sony yeah Sony as well Sony is showing everyone at this point that single player well written single player story driven games are still the bread and butter of video games uh, well, not well. Battle Royale is, but multiplayer is massive. But like, they, like they, there's a massive, massive market for it, and a lot of gamers yeah, do still crave well, that shit if they do it well. I think with gamers, like gamers are happy to spend money. 
and happy to they, pay they extra are, for- if the game is good like that's if- the thing <sighs> Yeah, well, let's look yeah. at Fortnite as a perfect example. Fortnite is making so much money because it's a it's solid. At the end of the day, it is a community first game. Mm-hmm. Like they yep. are all about how do we make the player experience better? Yep. And they continue to make it better every single week, every single month. Mm. And and they're re- they they react and when you rewarded. say something. Yeah. They they change it and like if they decide something is broken, they will fix it straight away. Not. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got a patch in two months' time. We'll, we'll fix it. And this then. is this is where H one Z one and games like that died because you just it would be months yes. between patches and they'd be earning a shit ton of money and you just you, it'd just be complete radio silence, like complete radio silence. It's just dumb. Anyway, there's plenty of games, plenty of money to make off fun in with gamers. You have just got to make good if, games. If we if we cool. like think and about that as well, if you, if you look at Fortnite as an example, what came first, the game or the microtransactions? Oh, in the that, game, in that in that it would have been the game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. So the game came first. It was solid. Then the microtransactions came. If you look at... Let's look at, like, Anthem. Let's look at The Division uh, 2. Let's look at uh, Assassin's Creed. Let's look at Destiny. These are games where the microtransaction system is implemented into the game before launch. Yeah, that's dumb. And I think that is a real problem. I think I'm happy with microtransactions in the game. But give me the fucking game first and don't build the end game economy around microtransactions and a store. Leave that like, in mobile. That's where it's fucking... That's where bring, it was born. That, that's like, where it should die. If Yeah, if Anthem didn't have a microtransaction store uh, and, and like Anthem came out and you played it and you were like, yeah, cool, all right. And then they introduced like some new content and you're like, yeah, cool, the game's in a really good spot. I'm really enjoying this. I want to log on and play it every couple of days. Then they bring in the microtransaction store. People would probably be like, you know that? Okay, cool. But the fact is that it's in the store now, yep. uh, in the game now, and it's and the end game currency. One of the end game currencies you grind for revolves around yeah. that store. And look, I would have, I would, uh, and again, I would have no problem with that if it was free to play, like Apex Legends, because that released with microtransactions. But they needed some way to make money off that good work they did. Yeah, like and yeah. It's strange that 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 launched with microtransactions, but that game was fucking free. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't know, and again, we can we can, we we probably go over this shit too. But it, it'll change. It's got to change. Something has to change. But speaking no, of, micro I think, there's I micro think tra- gamers will change. I think yeah. the, the high end gamers are just going to ignore this shit from 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 over, like from the next year or two. They're just mm. going to not even talk about it. Just okay, whatever. You're going to keep doing that shit. Yep. You do it for the mass market. Leave us out of it. We're just going to play our games that we we enjoy and, and that respect our time and, and fun. Hey, let's so. yeah, let's jump through a couple of because we could honestly we could probably fill an entire news segment just with battle royale news. <laughs> we'll jump through these next couple of things really quickly. Fortnite has fought back against some dance copyright cases, which is very very interesting considering how many um, there are. Against well, it, it was at the, the Carlton in particular. Mm. So they basically said, "Hey, dude, you made this on a TV show um, that actual ABC or whatever owns it technically, that- yeah." Yeah, it has the rights to it. Plus, you, it's not the same. It's dance moves are different. Basically, just said to him, said, fuck yeah, off. This is not going to work. Yeah, fuck Mostly. off. Yeah, yeah. Get, get that wrecked. Yeah. Um, this is so good. So, Apex Construct is a fucking VR game that, um, that was released on Steam all the way back in March 2018. And uh, last week, it sold more copies in China than it did in all of 2018 because people thought it was <laughs> Apex Legends. So. <laughs> that's their Facebook yeah. um, con- hits went up by like 4,000% yeah. and even the logos look kind of the same which is very funny and apparently Wilco you were saying they're like oh look we're really really happy about this but um, yeah we're expecting a lot of refunds over the coming week yeah. 
they've made they've made they're extremely happy with the profits they've made over this last couple of weeks and yeah they're basically just holding on to it till they've got to give it back yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> it was china like china bought more copies of this game in the last what couple of weeks than they did all in 2018 yeah, more copies sold in the last yeah week or two than wow. all 2018 combined um <laughs> And there's a bunch of surveyor stakes being found in COD's blackout map, which is apparently rumors of a big map update coming, which is fitting, considering the fact that, uh, you know, players are moving around at the moment. We've got a lot Activision of, needs to make more money. Is that what you're saying? We've okay. got a lot of Battle Royale games out at the moment, and Apex Legends is still in a lot of that thunder. So it makes sense that both Fortnite and, and Blackout should do something relatively large very soon to try and bring some players back, and I'm sure they both will. It's um, going to be interesting to see how Firestorm goes when it releases it, for Battlefield. Pff, apparently, apparently, like some of the some of the devs have been saying, like we are really happy with what we've done. So, That's who knows? Good, maybe they'll bring something new to the uh, new to the see, series. The I'm still waiting for that Rabbids one for Ubisoft. So. You see, <laughs> I've got a couple of mates who have loved Battle. Like they loved Battlefield One. I thought it was abysmal, but whatever. Um, yeah, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, and 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 we've we all picked up Battlefield Five and we played it one night for about two hours. <laughs> all didn't like Best it. Best two hours of my it life. Was it was great. And then we tried it again another night and we all didn't like it. And I think we tried it a third night and by the end of that night we were like, man, fuck this game. It's just, I, I don't know. There's something not right with the gunplay in that game. I, I'm not too sure what it is. And still to this day, one of the beauties or the beautiful things about Battlefield games was the ability to walk up to a fucking plane, get in it, take it off and fly it around bring mm-hmm. that back bring it back it adds so much life I don't want to spawn into a plane I don't want that shit I want to be able to walk see a plane on the field walk up to walk it walk over to it, it get yeah. in it yeah. and fly off and then hey, Battlefield 3 off. was the fucking yes. king yep. Battlefield 3 was yeah. the king yep. that, that, I mean, oh. you did have to sprint over there because you and at least half the team that you were sporting in with were like oh shit a plane yep. better fucking get over there yep. it yeah, was so yeah. much fun to do that shit but I, I don't know anyway um, this is interesting because as Butters said Razer had a video game store but yeah apparently yeah. Razer had a video game <laughs> store and it's closing 10 months after launching Razer had a game store yeah, yeah exactly apparently <laughs> exactly <laughs> Jesus um, apparently all they did was sold Steam Keys off there fuck fuck Razer overpriced garbage I like their stuff new sponsorship but being announced soon um, I've never had a problem with a Razer product yeah I haven't either never, ne- it's neither have I because I've never owned one uh, well, you, you edgy edgelord you, 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 you can't pass judgement until you actually use it oh, oh got I him. can no you can't well, yeah, I can. <laughs> no, that's the that that is the law. You cannot. Don't you know? Not, I am the I am the law. <laughs> well, I don't judge dread. Fucking still my sister. Big speech impediment. Um, the dice awards happened. Mm-hmm. Can I can I announce what happened at that? Yeah, you can. And the winner is God of War. Yeah, they clean the fuck up, and then then do that eighteen more times. I think it was, yeah. and I think Red Dead won one award and, and Spider-Man won for best animation. Makes sense. That was um, very good. And then there was a couple of indie titles that won, which was pretty cool. But yeah, God of War just absolutely wrecked house. Good old, it was good old boy of war. God, God of, of boy. boy. Oi, dad, dad of boy. boy. Yeah, that's it. Fuck Dog boy. of war, mate. Dog of war. I've never heard a, just a person say boy with such like just <laughs> gusto. Boy. Read it, boy. That's fucking just the that way. That was the greatest moment of the video game awards when he turned around to him. He's like, "Read it, boy." Read it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, "Yes." So fucking <laughs> good. The boy. one thing that 
didn't uh, didn't click with me until the other week when I was watching. I think it was a no clip documentary on it, um, and they actually went to Corey and they're like, "So you managed to get Tilk to say indeed?" And I'm like, "They fucking did too." Yep. Mm. They got him to say indeed. Yeah. For those who don't know, the voice of uh, Kratos is Tilk from Stargate, um, the yes. Stargate series, and he is a he has an imposingly deep voice that makes me he just does, want to do disgustingly mm. gross things to him in weird ways. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he, he's... Not yeah. safe. Uh, you need to put a not safe for work warning on this Yeah, not safe. Not safe, for, not safe for Perko, his Teal'c's fucking voice. He could just command you to do shit. And you, I think you just have to do it. I think he's like got the voice of God. Or something. I'm not too sure what it is, but it is a imposing as fuck voice. Um, yeah, it, it, that's also a law. If... Christopher Judge tells you to do something, you do it. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> fucking true. Um, hey, that's it for news. If you want to help us uh, compile the news list, we do go through a bunch at about five minutes before the podcast each night and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and think about things we've heard about throughout the week. If you want to help us make this news segment a bit better, then you can please join our Discord channel. Head over to ultrasupermega.com.au. There should be a community tab at the top of the page. Click on that. There's a really neat Discord link in there. Um, it's been a bit quiet lately in Discord. I'm going to try and turn that around by posting we, a bunch of dumb memes. Can we just quickly talk about Rainbow Six, like mm-hmm. what they announced this week? So, Because yes. we had on the news thing, Rainbow Six did cool, some cool stuff. So they came out and announced their Year 4 roadmap for Rainbow Six. So obviously we're into Year 4 of content for Rainbow Six Siege. Fuck me. Like, that is how you support a video game. Yeah, yeah like, they're pretty impressive. They're bringing out eight new operators, the first two being the Australians, with mm. a new map. Then they're reworking three of the old maps that are a bit one-sided and not not um, uh, not like as played as other ones. They're completely well, reworking. Just not them. happy with them. They, yeah. they want to make them more balanced. Then so. they've turned around and said, you know, like because there's been a lot of an outcry in the community lately about the toxicity, like getting team killed and stuff. So they've gone through and implemented a new system where, like, if you shoot someone. Like, if you team kill someone, the damage is mirrored on you instead of them. So you could shoot someone in the head and you'll die straight away because it's just the damage is yeah. instantly mirrored back Stop onto you. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting kill. yourself. Like, it, it's, well, and it, it's, well, that's what it comes up with. It comes with once you kill, try and kill that second person, it kills you and it comes up with you've killed yourself. And then you get to revive. And if you do it again, you're instantly dead and that's the end of it. So huh. yeah. it's just smart and ingenious. And oh, it's, it's great. I love it. Hmm. Yeah, that's it's cool. just. Uh, and it's not I don't I don't believe it's with the first teammate like I don't believe it's sorry I, it's not if you kill someone and then you get mirrored damage I don't yeah, think no, so it, it is, is, it that, is I yeah. thought it was if you yeah. shot anyone whatsoever you, you got that damage no you, you gotta get the first team kill and then it oh, comes okay. up with a warning going alright do it again for, for see what happens now fuck on you boy is, is yeah. The term, yeah. So. yeah that's what actually says um, but do it again fuck yeah. boy and then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. every ticker point you damage you do from then on to anyone else go, comes on you so but the other thing is they've created a whole team just for player behavior so yeah all you it's fucking team- disgusting man like the player yeah. does, siege has one of the most toxic player bases i've ever seen dota 2 is like hold like- my beer bro like fuck man <laughs> try playing a moba <laughs> fuck dude. well they've what? got yeah they've got a newcomer playlist now because that was one of the big things people were coming in and then they were coming up against these people the basically pros on smurf accounts or people just playing ranked and come back to, to, to smash newbies mm. they've got a newcomer list so you've got to be under yeah. the level 50 to play mm. on this and it's, it's basically it edges you in um so they're just basically anything that's an issue at the moment they've gone yeah we're going to work on that and we're going to fix it in this next 12 months yeah. so and then they've, added, they've, added, 
how they handle Smurf accounts with the newcomer. That is the problem. Yes. Yeah. To be honest, any game that has any sort of competitive legs has these toxicity problems. Like I can think of when yeah. I used to play mm-hmm. CS:GO a lot. That was toxic as fuck, and everyone complained about that. It was the most toxic um, community ever. When I played Dota 2, everyone complained that that was the most toxic community ever. I'm sure that LOL's very much the same. Any game that has like a budding, you know, um, a budding competitive scene mm. I think that the people inside think they have the most toxic community ever because there's just I don't know you give people an, an, an anonymity on the internet and they just turn into wankers man it's fucked I don't yeah. you, know, it. you know what game doesn't really have a toxic community HOTS got them that's because it's not around <laughs> doesn't, have anyway. yeah, doesn't have a community anymore doesn't have a community yeah but and then they're, they're adding the pro league rules into um into ranked, uh, into, yeah. into ranked so that you can have a pick and ban system and mm. stuff like that like, and it's just ranked are, is no yeah. longer beta yeah. either yeah and, and that is, you have a that is how you support a video game from launch like it is. it is the textbook that's how you support a game and it is like, fucking great just, that these first person shooters are, tr- are finally keying into what fighting games have been doing for the past fucking 10 years because that's exactly <laughs> how they've been doing it for a very long time <laughs> like releasing this year we, after yeah, year we consider year. like when we we consider like um how bad Siege was yeah, yeah um, when it launched story. and where it is now is just staggering oh, absolutely yeah. staggering actually it is a game that I, I've I you know I, I bought when it launched and didn't even play it and I, I'm, I'm more keen to play it now than I have been ever before we so. are playing Friday on stream if anyone is interested just let me know hmm. it'll be good yeah anyway oh, I forgot about that <laughs> yes <laughs> moving into the listener feedback um Hey, if you're looking for listener feedback here, some Resident Evil 2 remake should have been a $40 game. I do disagree Disagree. completely. Yeah, disagree Mm. heavily. It's very short, uh, but the replay... I mean, that was always always a short game. It's not like it's been made shorter. I think the work they've done on it justifies it. And I think if if you... It's kind of like Neo... Um, not Neo, Neo Automata, sorry. If you play that through game once, if you play it through once entirely and then put it down and go, oh, that was a bit short. I didn't really get my values out of that. That's not that's not where you realize, that's not where you realize the value of that game. With like Neo mm-hmm. Automata, where you have to finish it a minimum of three times to get the actual ending and the game actually changes each time. Resident Evil has this weird thing where like you got to play through Leon and then you got to play, is it Leon? You got to play through Leon, then Claire, yeah. and then you got to go for your speed runs and if you're not into speed running, fair enough. It might not have the legs for you. But like I, I've I've finished it four times. I think my fastest speed run is like two hours and fifteen minutes. I think. Jesus. Two maybe no maybe three no three hours and fifteen minutes. I think my fastest speed run yeah. is. But that unlocked I, that unlocked unlimited ammo in a handgun for me now. So then I went in and fucking just unleashed on those zombie motherfuckers <laughs> that I was running away from for so long. I had unlimited ammo. They were all dead. It was great. So I I actually think that like when I first heard of Resident Evil and saw the price tag, I was like, what the fuck? You know, like this is this is not good. This is not good. And then I was like and then I I looked at the sheer amount of work that they have done to to this game. Yeah dude they changed the it. tank you know how hard it would have been to change the tank controls? Oh. Holy fuck just the sheer and work just, in that alone Fuck. and the the cutscenes and like just the complete redesign of the entire raccoon city map are just yep. to me it is fucking a plus yeah and it is so well paced and it's got a great inventory system and it's just like in fact it, it, it to me it is it is exactly how a remake should be and i believe it is worth every penny and not only that in fact the fact that that the fact that i can sit down and 
play that game through and beat it in technically one sitting of game time is something oh, that I kind of wish more AAA games would do. I, I like Not all of them, don't get me wrong. I like the big long games, but when I have seven 100-hour plus games coming out that I want to play in the next three months, I go... Well, I'm not going to finish any of the fucking these games. Like it is, it is actually refreshing for me to play a game that I enjoy and be able to sit down, smash through it, finish in a sitting, and then still have reasons to go back next time for more unlocks yeah, or yeah. more things to yeah. do and shit like that. That is that's actually re- the length of the game has no bearing on me. I don't, I don't think it's fucking. I think yeah. as an overall experience, it is definitely worth. Like obviously in Australia, it's a hundred dollars. I think it's worth every cent. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I've I've got more fun out of that game than than a lot of games in the past. You know, yeah, six the best part is though, if if you want it to be a forty dollar game, you've just got to wait anyway. Yeah, yeah. It'll go on sale. It fucking will. It'll drop in price, and that's that's when you get it. Alrighty, so with the next two listener feedback sort of statements, <laughs> we probably won't get into because we've gone on with them enough tonight. But yeah. just thank you very much. Uh, someone said, let's talk about yearly passes and games releasing in an unfinished state. Um, they're the three-hour podcast on its own. Sweet. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. Let's talk about creating <laughs> Actually, go back and listen stores. to our back catalogue. There's, there, there's plenty of discussion about it on that yeah. to the point where our community said, stop it. Yeah, and then there was, <laughs> let's also talk about creating microtransaction stores before the release of the game, which we've already sort of touched on tonight as well. Um, yeah, don't do don't, that. Don't fucking do it. That's, don't. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Just don't. Just stop. Yeah, stop it. Just stop, stop fucking trying to fleece us. Yeah. Um, Thank you for the listener feedback. As previously stated, if you want to Did we ask get one in our Discord, just quickly? I did check in the Discord uh, before we started. I don't know. Oh, we I've... actually... We, we do have some in there. Oh, do uh, we? There's one from... One from uh, oh, nice, there old, is. Right, old Joshy oh, what are we looking forward to other than uh, the Division 2? Oh, I got with this one. That's well, nothing. Well, that's going to come up looking forward to section, so... Okay, is so it? then there's the Voice of Reason. I think he used to be yeah. on this podcast at some stage. Um, what are your thoughts on the remake of Link's Awakening, which was announced in the Nintendo Direct? We sort of skimmed over. Yeah, we did. Um, heavily. heavily. <laughs> anyone got thoughts on Link's I, Awakening? I never played Link's Awakening, so I don't know. I'll probably play yeah. it. But, uh, yeah. I, I am super keen for yeah. it. I played it way back on uh, on the handheld when it came out, and seeing what they've done with that, my God. Which one did you play? I'm excited. Because I played it on the original Game Boy, on the old fucking green and black screen. Like this is yeah yep. and I yeah the old classic yep I think yep. that Link's Awakening is probably one of the more underrated Zelda games and I fucking cannot wait for Link's Awakening actually oh yeah um, it it's is. gonna be good although I spoiler alert are you ready fast forward thirty seconds if you don't want to know how this game ends <laughs> Link wakes up I can't fast it is the most oh my God, really fucking shit. It is the most overused trope in anything ever. If you, if you, it was just a dream. If you ever do the, it's just a dream in anything ever. Fuck you and your shitty lack of creativity, you bastards, <laughs> you fucking dicks. Anyway, I wonder if that's how they I finished mean, Crackdown Three. That, that was, was all a dream. That was Terry really Cruz cool. Terry Crews like ain't really waking 10 up. Ten years old. Yeah, yeah. The, the waking up was really cool when I was ten years old because I was like, oh wow, he was asleep the whole time. That was I've so never seen that before dumb. ever. That was so fucking. But, but now it's like, mad. oh. He was asleep the whole time. That made me mad when I was ten. <laughs> that was gonna make me so fucking mad now. But um, and you're a bad also, boy though. And the voice of reason is also us, Wilco. You take this one. Okay. Uh, so Andy's Crackdown Three, um, as much of a streaming pile of I'm assuming a yes. streaming pile that we thought it would be. Um, yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Look, I can see where people might enjoy it, and people are enjoying it, but. Uh, that's a Six small, years. small niche of a market, but yeah, we we didn't Six expect years. much. And we Six didn't years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. 
six years and a core flag a flagship title for not just not just a not just a well-known developer or publisher microsoft this is one of two that we know of exclusives they have this year yeah oh good flagship exclusives made by themselves that releasing this year that we the know other of one, the other Gears one War 5 now is it this year I don't I'm think I'm pretty it's sure it is I'm pretty sure it'll okay. be this year yeah. well then of three because they haven't announced Forza 8 but there will be a Forza this year so yeah. that's the only other one so Forza, Forza seems to be the only game keeping them afloat at the moment Sea of Thieves is actually going extremely oh, well it's one yeah. of the most streamed games at the moment so. that's true mm-hmm. uh, we don't really have anything else there's just another last wave Stashgate 2019 cool um, thanks last one <laughs> that's a Division 2 reference yeah thanks last one um, but- um, if you want to ask us a question please do so join our discord channel uh, head again to ultrasupermega.com.au head to the community tab and click on that little invitation thing and you'll come and join the party it's lots of fun what are we looking forward to you can also to? get there if you type in the words lockedonlads.com slash discord we'll get you there as well good stuff just, out, just if it's easier yeah, no, no, nice, nice plug for something that's not this you dick how you doing? <laughs> what are we looking forward to, Wilco? Oh, this little podcast that we do twice a week. Oh, now fuck no, um, muted. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is the problem I have at the moment. I don't know what I'm looking forward to. Other, I'm than a bit shattered. I'm a bit shattered after me- after Anthem. Eh? Like, yeah. mate, I've got because that was supposed to be the game that took me through to the Division Two. Now I'm like. Oh, do I spend time with my family? No, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck those people. <laughs> fuck those guys. Um, I just, I don't know what I'm looking forward to right now, Bar Division Two, and that's still a month away, and that scares me. Um, I guess I'm, I'm tentatively turning my streaming channel into Tom Clancy only. So, <laughs> I think Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. To be honest, with the new mm. operators coming out, Connor McCoy will uh, get the real drunk for out now. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, to, yeah, to quote getting back one, into Rainbow Six Siege. To quote one of my viewers, I'm looking forward to some sleep while this industry fists itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Nice one. That was nice. That's fair. Uh, Timmy. Uh, Division 2, I honestly, that and Days Gone. I mean, I'm looking mm. forward to Days Gone because uh, Sony's story-driven game is going to win. Yeah. I guarantee it'll be the game of the year because it's just their pedigree, so fair uh josh butters what are you looking forward to uh obviously division two uh but i'm also looking forward to starting my new job which starts march 4 hey congrats. Oh, uh, congratulations yes they finally um, on the poll again did they have which which club you worked yep. at this time taking your shirt off what are you doing yeah okay yeah good. just just taking my shirt off uh serving some beers you know good you know how stuff. it goes um, are you working at like that android uh strip club like in detroit become human Yes, oh, that's good. cleaner. Yes, I am I'm one of the androids. Ah, oh. oh, fair. That makes it's, a lot of sense. It's going to be great. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, looking forward to getting a uh, getting the paychecks coming in again, so I can go back and buy a lot of the games that I just sort of went. Ah, I'm not too sure about this one because I don't have an income source. Yeah, now, so. now you can be. Oh, I wish I didn't on this one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good fun. Um, I'm looking forward to a bunch, actually. I'm looking forward to Dragon's Crown with the, the PlayStation crew that I play with, Apex Legends, and God damn it, I saw a coming soon poster. Apparently, it's hitting in March, One Piece World Seeker. For anyone who knows me, they know I'm a fucking massive One Piece fan. I've got lots of figurines. Fucking One Piece. Up to fucking trash. date. This is an open world One Piece game where you fucking play as Luffy, and you can fucking run around and rubber punch people directly in the dick. 
I'm going to punch everyone's cock off. I cannot wait to play this game. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. I cannot fucking I'm wait to punch this game. One Piece cock off. Wow. I just want to say that's the dumbest fucking name for anybody ever. Luffy. Really? Yeah. It is pretty <sighs> dumb. It's very Sounds dumb. a lot like Rufy. It does. <laughs> and then you get punched in the dick yeah. from across the room. I'll knock your cock off. My name's Rufy. I don't, I'm going to actually use that I'll use that next time I'm out <laughs> I'm going to get punched it's going to be good fun but um yep closing it out Wilco where can we catch you uh Wilco's chill zone on all the places so Twitter and Twitch mainly at the moment um yeah definitely hit me up there good shit Timmy uh Twitter at uber Timmy or Twitch at twitch.tv slash uber underscore Timmy butters uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Buttersocks. Other than that, I'm generally lurking around people's Twitch channels also as Mr. Buttersocks. Hey, Butters, can't they find you at that Twitter account at LockedOnLads as well? Uh, potentially. I'm editing this out in post. And you can catch me in all the usual places, <laughs> Matt Jerkins or Maddie Jerkins and Deacon underscore Fall on the PlayStation Network. And again, you can catch us all at our website, ultrasupermega.com.au. Have a brilliant week and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, keep it Bye. loose. Bye. Six years. Six fucking years, <laughs> you dogs. <laughs> Boy. <laughs>